Hey everyone, this is Sean Baker, editor of Med City Beat, this week filling in for reporter Isaac Janes. At the time of this recording, I am preparing to head down to Rochester International Airport to cover the arrival of President Donald Trump. The president is still hours away from speaking here, but already there's been plenty of drama. The president in a tweet this morning railing against Minnesota state leadership, accusing the DFL governor and attorney general of, quote, restricting freedom of assembly of political opponents, end quote. This after a back and forth between the campaign and state and local government officials about the state's COVID-19 rules, which limit outdoor gatherings to 250 people. The campaign had wanted to move the rally to a steel foundry in Dodge Center, about 20 miles west of here. The business set to host the rally, McNeil Steel, told employees as many as 25,000 people could attend. That would have been 100 times the state limit. Following that announcement, Attorney General Keith Ellison sent a request to the campaign to submit a COVID response letter per state rules. The campaign did not submit the paperwork and instead pulled the plug on the entire event. They then blamed the state for pressuring them into canceling the rally. Then late Thursday night, word came down that the city, which runs the airport in partnership with Mayo Clinic, had reached an agreement with the campaign to host an invite-only event with 250 people or less. The city, along with Mayo and others, had been adamant about meeting the state's COVID guidelines, something the Trump campaign has not done much of in past events. Despite that, however, scores of supporters descended on RST Friday morning to stake out for an opportunity to hear from the president. It remains unclear what, if anything, the campaign will do to limit attendance at tonight's rally. In a not-so-subtle hint to supporters, the president's campaign has started branding the event as a, quote, peaceful protest, end quote. I will be at the event today, joined by a photographer, Wolf Forsman. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter for updates. Now, in other news this week, Minnesota's 8th Circuit Court of Appeals came down with a decision this week stating that absentee ballots must be in by Election Day to be included in the day's tally. The court did not make a decision on what will happen to ballots that arrive after Election Day, just stating that they should be kept separate from other ballots. This is significant because of the chance that this could wind up in a higher court where it could be decided the ballots are no good. So if you requested... So if you requested an absentee ballot, you probably should not put it in the mail. Instead, find a drop box or vote in person, either absentee or on election day. And finally, a look at the latest COVID figures in Olmstead County, where cases continue to trend at their highest levels of the pandemic. Though public health officials say the area has so far avoided the worst impacts of the recent Midwest case surge. The latest report shows 211 confirmed cases in Olmstead County this past week. That is the second highest weekly total since the pandemic began. The seven-day rolling average sits at 31.4 new cases per day. Now, one concerning pattern around the increased activity is that public health officials say they are continuing to see more instances, around 20% of reported cases, where they cannot trace where the transmission occurred. As a result of these trends, the city of Rochester has pointed its COVID-19 risk dial to indicate a high risk of COVID spread for two consecutive weeks. Well, I will leave it there for now. Again, be sure to follow along tonight and through Election Day for the latest local election updates. Isaac will be back here with you on the Rochester Rundown next week. In the meantime, stay safe, vote, and remember there is more that unites us than divides us. Thanks for listening.